catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with another English edition of Messi and Co. If you missed any of our League's Cup final coverage, please go back, check the podcast feed, check the YouTube channel. We were live from Tank Brewery down in Doral, had Vice City behind all of the hosts there. You guys did such an amazing job. I was over in Nashville doing what I could and enjoying the match, but you guys absolutely killed the coverage. And if you guys missed any of it, like I said, go ahead and check it out. But we're also going to do a little bit of championship talk today because Miami finally have their first title in club history. And we were all witnessing it. Uh, what a moment for the club and, 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 you know, this time in history and in sports in South, South Florida or even America in general has just been, uh, insane to say the least. Lionel Messi carrying the weight of American soccer on his back, even though he doesn't even care. Um, it's just been it's been such a, a crazy it's in such a crazy time uh, to, to be an Inter Miami journalist, reporter, analyst, fan, player, coach, whoever it is that's been with the team the last four years um, can can definitely tell you what this has been like but we'll get into that more uh and talk about the actual championship game itself or the final i should say uh and more after a quick word from one of our one of our sponsors if you are ready to transform your backyard into a haven of relaxation and luxury look no further than our amazing podcast sponsor laqua azura pool services with over 20 years of industry experience, Lacoa Azura is a name you can trust when it comes to services, equipment repairs, and restoration for all things pools. If you're looking in the South Florida area for your pool to be serviced on a month-to-month basis, Lacoa Azura boasts an impressive five-star rating on Google reviews, and it's a testament to their dedication to the customer satisfaction and top-notch service. Also, if you mention Messi & Co., you will get your first month of pool service absolutely free. So don't wait for pool service, patio renovation, or more. Call them now at 954-793-7206 and get a free quote for any project. Thanks, Lacqua Azuda. All right, so welcome back. We've got a lot to talk about today, and we're going to have an English episode now, as you're listening to in a Spanish episode a little bit later on. So stay on the lookout. If it hasn't been published already, it will be coming, and it'll be all in the lead-up to the U.S. Open Cup semifinal, which is taking place two days from now as we're recording on Wednesday night. So back-to-back competitions, you know, later stages of them, and then MLS on the weekend. The, the Messi coverage and the Inter-Miami coverage does not stop. 
but let's let's talk about that coverage a little bit ashley i mean the what messi has done for mls and even for the mexican sides and everything that's gone on here in north america in the sport of soccer itself has been nothing like we've ever seen kind of give us an understanding if you could about what what happened with messi winning the title this weekend yeah absolutely i mean first of all congratulations to to all inter miami fans you know it's been a difficult four years um and i'm really just proud to be a part of this team in the community. We saw firsthand at the tank uh, and you saw firsthand with all the other inner Miami supporters who made the trip to Nashville, uh, just how, you know, excited, deserving, happy this community is uh, to get the win. So it was awesome. Uh, I'm still washing beer off of me and all the things <laughs> Drake made that final save. It was, uh, it was craziness, but, um, but yeah, so thank you to everyone who's watched so far um, in terms of his impact. You know, we only have a very small sample size. It's only been like, it's hard to think about it, but it's it's been a month since he made his, his debut. Yep. And it's been craziness since. But I'll say, just to give a couple like fun statistics that I found, um, the MLS has gained 26 million followers since last season. Since wow. June, they've gained, it was 24 million came in June once Messi was, announced so 2 million before 24 million since engagement compared to last year okay so mls en fans engaging on social media is up 263 percent so why is that important because you know like we like there's been issues with lots of leagues in the past whether it's la liga um sometimes the premier league with sky sports especially if you don't you know without nbc um league one that they don't they don't show the highlights, right? They don't share. You have to be someone who can only see it live or watch it, um, you know, on the website or if maybe the player posted on social media. That's the only way you get to see some highlights. MLS and Apple TV have been phenomenal in the fact that they are putting high definition, multi view angles of all the highlights. Main, and of course, most of them are, are from Lionel Messi, but, you know, millions. I remember I said to Alejandro that the goal that he scored yeah. uh, that Messi scored in the 20 something minute within the first 18 minutes of it being posted on MLS's Twitter account it had over a million views within 18 minutes which just shows i mean it's just you know amazing what they what they've done and you know the apple mls season pass uh subscribers has doubled the resale prices which obviously is a point of contention to some understandably it's jumped up over 1,700%. Like, this is like, you know, Taylor Swift uh, tour numbers we're getting to. <laughs> and uh, the Messi Miami jersey is Fanatic's top-selling jersey across all sports. And I think that's actually really indicative because, you know, America is still NFL is king. And then NBA, you have, you know, the LeBrons, the Steph Currys, et cetera, that, you know, the Giannis that get those jersey sales. The fact that within six weeks, he's already surpassed all of them. Uh, it's it's pretty substantial. So yeah, I'd say so far the experiment obviously is working to the best because it helps when he makes it all the way to a final. But just in general, the excitement, everyone's interest in soccer, you're seeing all the major sports outlet who know in America who don't normally maybe talk about soccer that much unless it's World Cup, unless it's, you know, something like that. Um, they're talking about it. They're interested in it. They're excited to see, you know, what's going to happen next. It's greatness is appreciated by everyone, which is something that, you know, it's a unique value that Messi brings in that select few have brought that LeBron has brought, et cetera, that, you know, people want to see greatness and you, that transcends anyone's understanding of sport. It transcends languages. 
It transcends locations. It doesn't matter. Greatness is just it's something appreciated by everybody. Did you say Giannis, by the way? When you when you I know, him? yeah. It's <laughs> so, true that he, so he listen, is still a top well, five. No, he is. He sure. is, but I, I wanted to mention Giannis was at the game yeah. on yeah. Saturday. He's part owner of Nashville. And I, I don't know if you guys saw, but he was on the field pregame. Um, and not only was he on the field pregame, he was taking free kicks with his brother Thanasis, shooting it into the goal in front of the Nashville supporters. And then finished off one of the goals with the Ronaldo like <laughs> Sue celebration, and the whole stadium was was chanting it. So um, Nashville did not hold back at all. Neither did the owners. You saw Reith Witherspoon there as well, um, which yeah, is good. I think it's of this course, competition just brings the best out of everyone. You don't want him to make it seem like he cakewalks everywhere. Yeah, I, of course not. And he didn't cakewalk, and that that is for sure. And we'll get into the game a little bit later on. But I wanted to bring up too, Ashley if you could kind of explain the importance of the Apple TV deal with MLS, because you, you mentioned with sky sports in the premier league and with other leagues in Europe specifically, where if you're not at the game and you're in the surrounding area, you can barely watch the game. Um, yeah. Can you talk about a little bit, you know, and, and refer to Apple TV and why it's so important for, for MLS to have partnered with them at this time because of the global reach. Now, that MLS gets that it wouldn't have gotten before if it was just under a Fox deal or an ESPN deal. This is available. This, this product that Messi is now providing and MLS now gets to provide with Messi on the field is now available to over a hundred countries. Why, why is that so important? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you really said that it's, it's the fact that accessibility, you know, it's like if you add Messi it's you ever see the meme, the video where it's a guy like he has a pot of oil and he slowly wants to throw the French fries in and he just and he closes the lid and he jumps back and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to explode. Yeah. That's kind of what is the MLS is and Apple are kind of doing now is that they they're throwing Messi in the pot. They're throwing, you know, all these opportunities for people to watch around the world. And they're just like they want it to explode. You know, they want it to, to reach this point. Um, I would say the fact that it's over 100 countries. Oh, uh, 100% English and Spanish. I'm not, I couldn't tell you if they have languages in other or broadcast in other languages quite yet. I'm sure I know they have subtitles of every country, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, with the Premier League, I saw an incredibly interesting statistic. Um, and I may be slightly butchering it, but just to give like some to make, maybe explain it in relative terms, Manchester City grosses about $600 million a year. Okay. A club like PSG or Real Madrid or even like the Dallas Cowboys, for example, billions every year. The reason the Premier League teams, even the best, and you would, I think you consider Manchester City the, the best in the world or at least always a top three in that conversation. Uh-huh. It doesn't make me happy, but I'm just <laughs> saying, um, you know, they're, they still have all of these shortcomings financially compared to other huge clubs in different sports because of the blocking of the premier league content. You know, you see it with the sky sports. Like we said, I mean, we have friends in England that they can't watch any games. They get to watch the Friday game and they get like, they get to watch the Friday night game. Sometimes the Saturday night game and the Monday night game. Those are the games that they're allowed. They can, they can watch on TV every other game. Like every time in the United States, the 10 AM slot, right. For the premier league, that is where majority of the teams play. Mm -hmm. Um, You can't watch it in England. You have to be at the game or else you can't watch it. And so it's, um, 
it's extraordinary that they still, I think, you know, they have such rabid fan base and such passion when really you can't. And I mean, that's part of pub culture. You know, you go to places to watch it and that's how you get away with it. But um, yeah, the possibilities unlocked by Apple TV, the fact that they had it for 50% off for a while for a season pass, it's like what, $115, $20, something like that. And the value you're getting, though, is that you're getting unlimited content. You're getting all of the games. The idea is that, you know, some people who are messy haters maybe are going to start rooting for other teams. They're going to see Inter Miami play a certain team and be like, oh, wow, that's really – that player was really, really cool. Like, I want to follow and see what Lewis Morgan is going to continue doing in his career or, you know, et cetera. So, um, yeah, it's been amazing. Yeah, and I, something, too, that I, I love and I and I watched last night, actually, was MLS 360. And when you talk about content, it's not just the games itself. Like, Apple is doing a ton of stuff to, to release to, to fans of all specific markets. And one thing that a neutral can do, for example, who, who is interested in just the league itself or somebody trying to, to watch Messi and get it, you know, get an idea of what's going on and around him is MLS 360 where when they had it's like NFL red zone, but, but for MLS and actually speaking of that, Phil Neville was on last night. Uh, he was one of the, the in-studio analysts for all the matches going on. And there were a couple of inter Miami tidbits here and there, but just, they, they do some really cool things like that, that I think that is, it's more, um, I don't really know the word for it, but it's just, it's not like it's a fully targeted audience from MLS. They're trying, they understand that they need to reach other people and they're doing it in ways that bring really good content. And I, and I think that it's important for what they're, what they're trying to accomplish down the stretch. And it's obviously been excelled, accelerated, I should say with, with Messi uh, in the league, but nonetheless, they've, they've tried to really get a grasp on the, marketing side of everything and and you saw or you heard Al ashley with the numbers it's just been it's been insane to, to witness yeah. um and i mean and i'll say this really quickly it's just what makes you know mls unique and what has probably been something that has been considered a negative by a lot is that it's a different structure from all the other mm -hmm. leagues in the world mm -hmm. right where you don't have the promotion relegation um but what you do have is i think you have a lot more parity you start to see a lot more uh, people being able to invest in the teams. It's a league that, you know, leads everything for the players. It's not, you know, in Premier League and things like that. You rarely, rarely hear things happening through the league unless it's, you know, referee decisions, stuff like that. Every team is its own entity, its own financial rules, et cetera. And so it causes, I think, sometimes disjointment. Right. And and it doesn't have it be as maybe fluent and where everyone it's like a rising tide raises all ships. But you've seen it with NFL and NBA that MLS is following the formula, especially now with Apple TV and with Messi and things like that. They're following the formula of not every single team can be the big market team that pays for all the big players, but a few can. And they're going to get those big players. They're going to try and get money for the rest of the league to prosper. Mm -hmm. And they're going to offer unlimited content so that you, all you care about is watching Inter Miami and Messi. I mean, how many people do you think have bought a Robert Taylor jersey? Let's just say people who are, you know, maybe Ecuadorians have now bought an Arroyo jersey or a Cambana jersey. I mean, these, these players are reaching completely new heights and and that's how you get nba stars that's how you get nfl stars people want to see unlimited content and they want to feel like they have a front row pass to it and so with mls you have the chance to develop these teams develop those relationships and develop the personalities that are going to continue to grow the fan base so it's so far so good 
And that also goes for on the field stuff as well. I think in the um, the near future with Inter Miami, especially with the U twenty two signings, um, I, I've heard conversations and had conversations my, with myself and, and others about how you know this could really Miami could be that segue team for for South Americans for Mexicans to come to MLS and use it as you know a, a jump start to to move over to Europe and play you know top flight club football. Um, and I think that that just has to do with growth and, and the prosperity the league can see from all different fronts. And I think with the audience and the attention that it's getting, rightfully so, some of these players may not have gotten it beforehand. They might not have gotten all the eyes on them beforehand. But let me tell you, a, a player like, I don't know, Benjamin Kromeshki, who, yes, was highly touted coming out of the academy and people knew about him as a dual national with Argentina and America – he has been highlighted to the absolute maximum he ever could have because he's playing alongside Lionel Messi. So that is just the first of many examples to come because the guys like Facundo Farias, the guys like Thomas Aviles, Diego Gomez, uh, David Ruiz, Noah Allen playing under Jordi Alba. Like there are going to be so many guys coming through the pipeline that now have more reach and more visibility than they've ever had before. And it goes the same for, like I said, on the field as well as off the field. It's actually just alluded to. So all positives here. I mean, that's the only thing I think anybody can think of right now within MLS, other than a team that's kind of just hating on the fact that Miami are the ones that that got them. But nothing illegal has gone on. They've stayed under the salary cap and the rules, and the owners were willing to put the money where their mouths were and deliver on promises that they made back in 2019 and even before. And that's just kind of the reality of the situation. So they've they've and it's done been well. A tough four years. It's not like this. Yeah. You know, it's not like we were the Golden State Warriors and added Kevin Durant. Like you know what right. I mean? This right. this team. It, look at Cleveland two thousand and three. I mean, they are so lucky that LeBron James is from Ohio. You know yeah. what I mean? Sometimes you just you get lucked into things, and that's and it's you know what you do as an organization, as a fan base, and as a league. How do you react to that? is going to dictate, you know, how prosperous and how, you know, advantageous it's going to be for, for everyone around you. I think, I know I keep, I keep going back to the NBA, which is, it's obviously there's a lot of differences, but I'm just saying that with LeBron, Cleveland, Giannis, Milwaukee, you know, when you have these small market teams and they get these superstars, they get gifted with these opportunities, how you handle it. And even if you haven't had a winning pass, but how you handle it and, you know, how you embrace it can lead to the next 10, 15, 20 years of prosperity, both on and off the field. Right. And, and if anything, the Messi to Miami deal should really actually give hope to all those small market teams in, in MLS, which I think is what you're saying, is that there's a possibility of bringing big name players here. And if the owners want to pay up and do it. It's obviously going to lead to generational success within the league. It's already started with Messi. And I, I believe that there are other clubs in MLS. Most other clubs in MLS can do the same thing if the owners just want to go ahead and do that. And I think, you know, down the line, we'll have more, you know, episodes to come, but there will be, you know, conversations about rule changes and when it comes to the roster and the DP slots and the salary cap budget, how free agency will work in MLS, the transfer windows in MLS. So there's a lot of different conversations to be had when it comes to that. And this is just really the starting point. And honestly, every number that Ashley has talked about and read out and, and all the points that she's brought up are the exact reasons for that, because they need to continue to grow and to capitalize on the benefits that they're, that they're reaping because of Lionel Messi coming to Miami and getting his first title in literally less than one month's time 
is just a cherry on top of, of all of it. So let's get in a little bit to that final. Um, one, one to Nashville away from home down to penalties gets to penalty number 11 for both teams. And Drake calendar, not only scores his ice in his veins, but yeah, he, he makes the save and it was probably one of the most dramatic moments in sports that I've witnessed in person. Um, I don't know if there have been any other, I mean, I've had had some dramatic moments in person, but that one really just because of everything that we've gone through in the last four years and, you know, the different emotions that I've felt through other fans and just being around them in that time was just so it's hard to put into words, but the, it was a, it was a captivating experience and I will never forget it. It is something I'll never forget. Um, I I do want to talk about what happened in the game though because everyone's talking about the final. Everyone we've already covered it. We we we've done our celebrations. Everybody has enjoyed it. But this team is still fighting on. There are still two other competitions that Miami are playing in and as I've mentioned, US Open Cup semifinal against Cincinnati, um away from home to the top team in the Eastern Conference who actually just got destroyed by Columbus um 3-0 last night. Or two nights. It was the last night. It was last, last night. night yeah. um, but th- there are still important things going on. They have to climb out of 15th place in the East. They have to win two games to win another trophy at the very least. What I saw from this team, and you guys can ask me anything you want. What I saw from this team on that night was everything short of promising. I was not excited about what I saw, and I thought that Nashville played the game to absolute perfection and they i think miami actually played into nashville's hands um i hated the substitutions laid on from tata martino i i really struggled to find other than other than what Messi did in the in the first half (laughs) other than what Messi did in the first half i was not a fan of inter miami's play um didn't get many shots on target at all uh, just like Philadelphia, four shots on target, four goals. Miami, I think, had two shots on target in the first half. It was Robert Taylor from way out, and then the Messi goal, of course. So, um, yeah, I, I think that there have to be changes. And if other teams around the league, especially in you know one-off competitions where you can push it to penalties, decide to emulate what Nashville did, Miami will struggle to find success. They did not have a good time trying to break down Nashville at all. I think Gary Smith put out exactly what he needed to do it's something that jim Curtin should have did uh when miami took on philadelphia and he didn't do and didn't capitalize on and now i think with this game other teams will look at it and say this might be a formula that even though we don't play like this we've got to figure it out because there's really no other way you're clearly you're not stopping Messi because a defender can put a an entire foot on the ball and he can swirl in a shot from 20 yards in between three defenders to the top corner but fine Go into a game understanding you're going to be down one goal because of Messi. It's what you do before and after that point that sets up your success in the match. What Nashville did, give up possession, defend with 10 men, win a scrappy goal off of a corner, take five or six shots on target, make Drake Callender work at times, try and make the game open by the 80th to 85th minute. And at that point... Miami looked like they were on the ropes. I, I mean, there were multiple times where Mukhtar and Surge were in, and I was like, oh my God, this is this is it. The, the Miami are going to lose. 
it was not the best thing that I've ever seen. It was probably the least convincing game, even including the Dallas game. This was the least convincing game from Miami all around, in my opinion. And granted, it was a final. It was away from home. And it was a not fully hostile crowd in Nashville, but it's still a tough place to play. And it's only been you know built for a couple of years, just like Miami has. Nashville just got into the league. I, I think that... They left a lot to be desired, and I'm worried about going to Cincinnati, even given their performance against Columbus. That's just the honest truth. <laughs> awesome. yeah, I, I <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? So what I have to say is, you know what? Finals are just different. You have to win yeah. them. You don't have to really play uh, a beautiful game. And Inter-Miami was winning this game, and Nashville was playing at home and was, lo and was losing that game. So they had to like come with everything they had to try to tie the game and then after that they should have won this game i was i was talking to to ashley and to john after the game and of course we were all happy we we're all excited and everything but i said i feel like nashville could have won it and it, it would have been fair so yeah to your point i think they played the game as well as they could have done it i mean i don't know nashville or miami both both teams yes I, okay. i feel like i mean yeah. they, they did what they could with what with um, what they have right now and for inter miami it's it's very hard and and like ashley was saying it's been only a month and we have been adding new players almost every week to this lineup and they still figure out like if you compare the way how they play to uh with or against uh, philadelphia and Nashville to the way they played that first half against Cruz Azul, that mm -hmm. game was horrible. horrible. They should have lost like 3-0 in the first half for sure. Calendar was the hero, and he ended up being the hero again. But when you compare, you can see new things. Of course, it's it's hard. You're playing away. It, I mean, Nashville did uh, a lot to try to avoid Messi doing what he did anyway. But I think I think it was a great final to watch. To be honest, I, no, I didn't. I I think it was a good final to watch. I I, yeah. I enjoyed watching the match. You like, wanted you, could, you wanted Inter Miami to dominate Nashville, right? Well, of course. Well, of <laughs> course, that's what we all wanted to see, and I think that that's the narrative that's being built around Inter Miami, and that yeah. narrative is wrong. They did not dominate. The, granted, maybe they dominated this competition. No, they, they dominated dominate the against game. Atlanta United and Charlotte. That was about right. It. That's it. If it, well, Philadelphia, I guess. You Philadelphia, I mean, yeah. well, but it was a dominant even, performance. I don't know. Philadelphia, the Philadelphia game is one of those games when one team had three chances, they scored three times. The yeah. other team had ten chances, they scored one. Right. And I mean, it's it's sometimes in soccer, the result can you know tell you a different story of what of actually happened. And and I, I, I'm with you here, and I was talking to Ashley and, and to Gian after the game about the league scub and everything, and I'm with you. I don't think uh, Messi and Inter Miami were too dominant over the other team or, or the teams that they faced. They just, Not I mean, enough. they found a way to win multiple games, and they, of course, they had Messi, they had Alba, they had Busquets, and they had a, a new team with the revamped energy and everything. But, I mean... They just found a way to to win it, uh, and shown... and it's 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 that messy magic too because right. it happened with Argentina in the World Cup. You were like, I mean, they're gonna lose against the Netherlands. Yeah. They're gonna lose against France. There's no way they're, they're recovering from this. Mbappe tied the game in the 80th minute. Mbappe tied it again in in 
a stoppage time. They had the chance yeah. to win it, and it didn't. It just didn't happen for some reason. It, it, it feels like it's it's magic, it's destiny, however you want to call it. But that's what happened with Inter Miami. I feel I feel like yeah, they could have played better, and I understand what your point is. But to be honest, they just found a way to to win a game, and they could have won it with a Campana goal at the end of the game too. Right. Right. They had that chance too. Then and, and we couldn't it. we couldn't it's, believe how that ball didn't just go in. It just yeah. It just and I mean listen. And also, this is what I would say is that I don't disagree with any of your analysis, Austin. But what I would say is, you know, some things we have to keep in mind. We have such recency bias right now. But you know, we yeah. were all there the last four years and this season in particular. It's been a lot of struggling. These players are tired. Everyone on that pitch was tired. They had. You know, it's even even though, you know, half of them, it's it, they're new and they're fresh and they're champions. Um, the team was tired. It had to go through a lot mentally and physically. And for, you know, Nashville, this is they've been in fairly good form all season. I know Ben Wright obviously said that they were struggling a bit the, the last few weeks before the tournament started. But like the team's foundation and, you know, their players and everything playing at home, you know, they. They had a dominant last game as well. You know, they, the cards were all going for them. And for Inter Miami, you know, having to be at your best for 90 minutes plus after for the last, you know, six months not being, it does take a toll. And I think that's what you were seeing. You were seeing, it, you know, the toll on the team. But in the end, if you find a way, you do it. You know, that's just that's how that's how sports are. And I think, you know, back to what we said about you know a rising tide raises all ships um Nashville and Cincinnati are being two fantastic examples and we'll see it with the crowd I'm sure on uh on Wednesday that it is not just you know like the environment that you produce even in these small markets you have a strong team a strong farming system a strong fan base who maybe don't have as many other big sports or you know are maybe stronger Latin communities let's say um, you see it. And so you're going to see in tomorrow, you have to play against top opponents in hostile environments. And if they can continue to make it out on top, then that's the sign of a good team. I mean, look, Emilio Martinez back to the world cup. He got that save off of his leg that you would expect Dembele to make that shot, you know, nine times out of 10. And it's just that one time, you know, sometimes it works in your favor. Sometimes it doesn't. And and I think that's, that's what you got. You got a final where they had to find a different way to win. And if anything, it makes me happy that they're finding new ways to win when any day before that, for the last four years, you would have asked me, I would have bet thousands of dollars that they wouldn't have found that way because they just hadn't right. That wasn't our, that wasn't our team. Our team wasn't finding the ways to win. They were getting those things tossing in the other direction. So, you know, it's, I think it's how the sport works. Austin, I have a, a stat for you. The amount of shots the teams against uh, Miami in the last five games in this tournament. Uh, <laughs> Nashville, 11 shots. Uh, Philadelphia, 16. They, I mean, they just scored once because somehow the ball didn't go in. Uh, Charlotte, who we thought didn't play a good game, nine shots. Um, Orlando City, 11 shots as well. Dallas, 12 shots. I mean, we got a lot of shots against. It's just other teams couldn't find a way to beat us. That's the reality of it. Once you look at it a little bit more and cooling down and everything, of course, you have the messy effect and all of that. But, I mean, the other teams had their chances. They just couldn't perform and they couldn't score. And that's about it. And Drake Callender is cementing and Drake Callender as a too, member of, of yeah, the yeah. U.S. men's national team. You know, obviously, I think it's it's still Turner's job to lose. Um 
but I think he's submitting cementing himself as the third goalkeeper right now. And hopefully he continues to, you know, go up from there. All right. A couple things. <laughs> a couple things. God, Austin, awesome smile. <laughs> we won the final. No, I, I listen. The thing is, you should have seen my reaction. And I, and I, I think, um, who I you should have recorded yourself. I should have. I should. Well, I know because you you might have seen a tear or two. But listen, I I, I was so Did elated. Me? Did you see videos I, of me? <laughs> I was I was elated. I was happy. But then I I sat down when I got off the plane yesterday, and I was just like, there was no way for Nashville. It doesn't make sense that Nashville lost. Like it really, in my opinion, it doesn't make sense. And there was a couple of things that I I wanted to bring up. One was we're headed to Cincinnati for a a, a semifinal. And Ashley, you brought up this perfect point about these small market teams who have built a foundation over the course of the years and and becoming a tough place to play because the fans have gotten behind this sport because there aren't a lot of you know major, major sports teams in that city. I think that Cincinnati is next to Nashville, almost the prime example of everything that you had mentioned. And I think that that's what scares me about this semifinal is that because Nashville were so close, and now Nashville, Cincinnati has had time to digest everything that's gone on, just like we have. It makes it even tougher for Miami than what it would have been prior to the final. And so looking at this, I'm now not only worried about Wednesday and what Miami are going to be able to do against Cincinnati, but I'm also worried about the MLS playoffs because they have to place, what, six more games at home, six more games on the road in a very small stretch of, of time, adding on the, the semifinal and possibly the final of us open cup, everything that they've already gone through playing four times or two times a week, every, every four days in a competition going straight into these other competitions where you don't have the, the luxury of tying four times. If they tie four times in reality, Miami might be done because other teams are, are gaining points ahead of them. They, there's almost no room for error at this point going forward for Miami. And that's why the Nashville game scares me because it's not like necessarily they made any errors to lose the game, but getting it to that point in penalties and granted there was no extra time because league's cup didn't do that, but letting it get to that point, playing into Nashville's hands, you knew everybody knew exactly what Nashville was going to do. We talked with Ben Wright earlier before the game and he talked about, the block of eight, if they're going to play a 4-4-2 with possibly Surridge and Mukhtar up front, and the block of eight in front of goal, limiting shots and chances inside the box. How many times did Jordi Alba connect on a cross to get inside the box? Almost none. Sergio Busquets was losing the ball in the midfield and dropping in between the center backs. Benjamin Kromeski, I thought, was all over the place. Joseph Martinez probably had the least touches of any player on the field for the entire match. I mean, there are, there, there are warning signs, in my opinion, and if it weren't for Lionel Messi... This team would not have won this game at all. Like it wouldn't. But even... that's the point. That's why they go <laughs> right. And granted, that's the point. But how many times are we going to let the the well, messy magic? Right, right. But Austin... it's been seven matches. But it's been seven matches. Austin, and you're I... leaving what Barca fans, PSG fans, and Argentina fans lived his entire career. I mean. Which is, it's it's insane. And maybe I'm just like so, <laughs> at this point, like we're all, I'm just so detached from reality that like Messi's here and he's just doing all this. And I, I and like and everyone you've been, is. You've been burned a lot over the last few years with these kinds of results. Uh, true. <laughs> and, and that's, that's very true. And we really haven't had anybody to go ahead and like make me feel any sort of confidence other than when Pozuelo and Higuain were connecting at the end of last season. And then they go to New York City and just get throttled. So 
that's where my level of concern of granted, this is a, a new coach, a new coaching staff, new ideas and players and everything has changed. But I do think that this wasn't as dominant as everybody is saying. I guess that's my point is that yes, Messi scored 10 times in seven games. Yes. Messi has been here a month and has already won a trophy. That is all good and well. However, there are still other accomplishments that this team needs to achieve by the end of the year for it to be deemed a success on the field. Everything off the field is given is a given. We, we know exactly what's happened and going into 2024. This is going to be the headline of all of MLS and maybe even North American sports. Like it, it that's bar none, nothing else compares, but on the field, this team has a chance for trophies. They, have never done it before, but the expectation has been raised to a level that it's never been at before. Even when Jorge Mas was saying that with just Gonzalo Higuain on the team, pretty much that this would be a third place team in the East a couple of years ago, even when they came in and said, you know, Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar in 2019 and blah, blah, all that. The expectations now, because of what we've seen in the last seven games are at an all time high, anything short of two trophies. And I'm even probably going to say three, if they can make playoffs realistically is not a failure, but it's short of an expectation that Messi has now set the precedent for. And that's kind of the pressure that he brings. And I'm going to be super highly critical <laughs> of Inter Miami from this point on, because without Lionel Messi, this team is not as good as a team like Nashville. With Why don't you Alba- save that for next season? You know, he, he with, really came. No, I think I feel, I feel like Austin, you're, you're trying to be realistic right now, right? I am trying to be realistic. So when you Which look at it, we, we, when you look at it, the League's Cup and the U.S. Open Cup, those are the two trophies that he can win, being realistic. Right. Because the League's Cup, you saw it, was what, seven games? Seven and games. he's already a champion. Right. The right. U.S. Open Cup, it's two games that two you have games. to win. Yes. And, and not even that, because we'll you, you can tie both games and still win it in PKs. In, right. So yeah, you don't, and I mean, you don't look, really have we, to win all the games. But right. when you look at the MLS, when you have to right. recover so many points, and then after you recover so many points, then you have to actually go in the playoffs and win almost all the games away to try to be uh, the champion it's going of that to be tournament. harder than we thought. That a one, lot harder than we thought. That one, I wouldn't put so much pressure on the team to do that. And even Tata Martino was asked about it, like, he was. When, is, when is Messi going to rest? Well, that's going to be the time to rest him. Not now. I mean, that this championship on, on Wednesday, that semifinal, they can win this tournament. The MLS Cup, the, the MLS tournament, the, getting into the playoffs and then trying to get to the MLS Cup final and all that, that that road's a little bit harder to to actually get to that point. So, and he's I also going to October to, to March off, you know. So yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, you know, and you see. But look, I'll say this: I totally understand, and you're very valid. But <laughs> I would say is enjoy. You got to enjoy it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for 48 <laughs> hours. But now it's Monday. It's two. It's 48 hours before the semifinal. That's yeah. where I'm. You were. We, this team has been asked a lot. Like the fact that they, people, you know, yes, this precedent we're setting is fantastic, but the fact that they, they un, unthinkable that they just won on Saturday, it's unthinkable with what the team was and what it's become. And so we got to enjoy that. And then also, hopefully, the confidence of this inner Miami squad is that they made it to the semifinals without Messi. You know, this right, is a tournament right. they've been playing all season long and they made it to this point without him. I think you're going to see some rotations, um, obviously not of the big three, but you're going to see other rotations. I think, um, you know, we have a couple young players who I think are going to start to get their chances. Um, and I think that while the criticism in terms of what you saw on the field, it's valid. I think when it's the overall team and everything, I think next year is going to probably be a little bit more 
of the time to see how the construction and the tactics and everything, you know, that's when every game people are going to be a lot more highly critical. I think from this point on, I'd even say from Saturday on getting to the final, everything is really a cherry on top. And as someone who wants to win, I want us to continue to win, but, um, you know, we have them for at least two more years. There's a lot, you know, there's a lot of great things that are going to continue to happen and building this foundation and building winning soccer. It starts from the ground up and that's what, um, that's what we're going to see. So, you know, it's important to be critical and it's important to respect all the moments and our opponents. But I also think it's a good thing that there's parody. And I think it's a good thing that like we have our ups and downs. It's I don't think it's fun if like you win, you know, 10-0 every game. It's just not. That's not what sports are fun, you know. And so having those the competition, the difficulties, the playing, you know, in hostile environments, the the having to be mentally tougher than the other team, that's part of greatness and that's part of great sports and that's part of what you want to watch. And so we haven't had a shortage of that yet, even in the finals. So as long as those things continue, I think we're on the right track. And even with going completely... um, Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say that the goal that they had when they brought Messi, which was to qualify to the CONCA champions, they already accomplished that. So they don't have that extra pressure. If they would have lost to Dallas, which could have happened they would have had the extra pressure to either win this U.S. Open uh, Cup or go and, and try to win the MLS Cup, which was really harder. So, you know what? They already accomplished the first goal, and they can – I mean, if they win it, great. But if they don't, it's not like they failed their first goal right. anyway. So Right, yeah. They're on They're on the road to the Club World Cup of 2025, which really should be the, the ultimate goal. I mean, that mm-hmm. is the goal of club football especially here in North America when you don't have like the Champions League in those prestigious competitions or UEFA Champions League, sorry, and those prestigious competitions in Europe that the bigger clubs are exposed to. And I also should say this, while I critique this team from top to bottom on the field, it goes unsaid. No, Messi is, is so beyond great that it, it what he's done for everything we talked about off the field, but what he's done for this franchise on the field as well it has been the biggest rotation in all of sports. And the fact that I'm critiquing a, a championship winning side uh, <laughs> that with the name inter Miami engraved on the trophy is so insane to think about. Um, and it just You're ready to join to... sky sports. With that kind of... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just speaks to his greatness. So I, I did want to just, just leave it, leave it there. And also Sergio, I mean, he, I agree. He was a step behind for sure on Saturday. The amount he's had to play. I mean, he's played 90 minutes of every single game he's been in where he's had to do a ton of running and a ton of making up and a ton of creating. Um, He's up there in age. You know I mean? I think, I think what I don't say he deserved to have a bad game. I think it's, you know, it's understandable. Poor guy was probably exhausted. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll see what happens Wednesday, right? I mean, it's been the first championship in the books. Hopefully many more. The experiment is working thus far. And um, I hope we keep building on it. And I think they will. I I think they will. I think you said, like you said, there are still other toys at Tata Martino's disposal that he has not played with yet. He he still has a lot of U22 guys to come on. You can still use the Academy guys who were kind of steadying the ship a little bit and actually got them to the point where they are in a US Open Cup semifinal, as you said. So there are still some, you know, personnel changes at his disposal that can go on and happen and maybe bring some rotation to the squad. It was probably smart not to do it during Leagues Cup when it was a continuous competition. Maybe going into Wednesday it's not the smartest thing either because you have it is a one and done kind of thing but at the end of the day they've got 
12 more games in MLS going on after this. So maybe that's the time to make your adjustments and go ahead and figure out what you need for 2024. Because as Alejandro mentioned, they are in the CONCACAF Champions Cup. They have qualified. And actually, because they won the final into Miami, actually in the round of 16 of that competition. So they don't have to deal with anything beforehand. They go straight into the knockouts um, and will play in the round of 16 of the CONCACAF Champions Cup. So what is that? Four games and possibly or four rounds of games i should say and you're you're into the club world cup of 2025 that's held in north america that is the goal of all goals is to make it to that competition it's what the club has wanted from day one it, at first it just started off Concacaf champions cup that was really what the goal was and now you can talk about a club world cup because of Lionel messi on this roster and going against that kind of competition is if you would have brought that up to me by 2025, I would have said you're absolutely crazy. That, that that team would never be able to make it there. If you would ask me that in the last four years, I'm, I'm saying no way. But lo and behold, Lionel Messi <laughs> has just changed the entire conversation surrounding Inter-Miami, MLS, and maybe even sports in, in North America. I'll leave you guys with that. I'll take a breath and, and try and relax a little bit. Uh, <laughs> thanks for putting through all of my critiques and criticisms. But um, before we head out here, we have one more quick word from one of our sponsors and then we'll, we'll, we'll send you on your way. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. you ready to transform your space into a masterpiece? Introducing Mosaics, your destination for stones and more. Mosaics is a family-owned business serving the community for over 20 years. With the best quality porcelain, ceramic tiles, and high-end mosaics featuring unique modern designs, Mosaics has everything you need. Dedicated customer service, wholesale distributors, and a passion for excellence. Make sure you visit mosaics.com today to turn your vision into a reality. Thank you, Mosaics. They're from day one of, of this podcast, um, right in the beginning. So make sure you go check them out for all of your tile and porcelain needs. Um, you can visit them at mosaics.com, as you saw and heard. Guys, any final words, any final thoughts going into the, the semifinal on, on Wednesday? Yeah. Do you have Austin... any uh, critiques of the Mosaic and tile before we go? <laughs> I would say, Austin, enjoy titles. You never know. When's the next one? So that's true. <laughs> I'll say that. What I'll say is that so far I've loved it. And I hope that this is just beginning number, not just on the field, but the community that continues to build off the field, the overall MLS community, the messy and co community. Again, thank you so much to all the awesome people at tank brewing company, not only for having us, um, a bunch of fans that came, whether to be interviewed or just to be to say hi to the camera, to share in the joy and the passion. Um, it's been awesome. We've seen everyone. We've seen the comments. We've seen, you know, the questions, the excitement. And uh, we're just excited to keep it up. 
Absolutely. Yes. Thank you, everybody. The celebrations were really fun to watch uh, on the live streams. I saw everybody come over to the camera. My panic. My panic. Alejandro kept putting it on me and I'm like, stop. I'm too nervous. (laughs) Uh, It was it was it was awesome. It was awesome. So, again, go check all of that out. You can watch our postgame reactions, the penalty reactions over on the YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe, hit the like button, turn the notifications on. And if you're listening on our podcast platforms, make sure you rate the show. Uh, download the episodes and, and comment any of your thoughts. You can follow us on Twitter and, and get right at us, tweet right at us or X right at us, whatever you want to call it um, <laughs> at Messi and co. Uh, and we will be happy to hear absolutely everything, all of your guys' thoughts. Um, and with that said, we will leave you guys to the Spanish episode releasing soon and the U S open cup semifinal here on Wednesday. Thanks everybody. <laughs>